0: Hello and welcome to Coco Pods, a podcast of the Birth Center for Natural Deliveries Foundation. As women's healthcare specialists, we talk about issues that can affect a woman before, during, and after pregnancy. Issues that can cause serious illness and, unfortunately, at times, death. We bring knowledge, expertise, and experience from working in communities, including in rural America and in urban Africa. My name is Dr. Bola Sagadi. To CocoPods Podcast. Thank you for listening to our podcast. My name is Dr. Bola Sogadi, and I'm the host of this podcast. As we promised for season three of our podcast series, we want to talk about what the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists consider top news. So making top headline news in April of 2023 in the United States. Number one, experts are concerned about maternity care deserts in the United States. A maternity care desert is an area without obstetric providers, nor hospitals, nor birth centers offering obstetric care. So we'll talk about this report in more detail after we talk about the other headline news. So research in the news uh, talks about COVID pandemic's impact on the number of babies that were born and that this varies significantly depending on the state of the United States that you're looking at. So in a study that was reported in U.S. Today, By Rodriguez in April of 2023, it reports that the COVID 19 pandemic led to the biggest one year drop in the number of babies born in the United States in 50 years. But one new study shows that not every state was equally affected. Investigators discovered the fluctuating fertility rates in some states was strongly linked to the demographic, the economic and political factors of those states rather than the fact of infection with COVID-19. And this suggests that family planning could have been stunted by the consequences of the pandemic rather than the disease itself investigators also found states with stronger social distancing responses that leaned politically liberal saw steeper fertility rate decline after the first wave of the pandemic these findings were published in the journal human reproduction another headline news is the fact that pregnant women that are black are tested more frequently for drug use compared to their white counterparts. So, in a study from Pennsylvania, it indicated that hospitals are more likely to give drug tests to black women delivering babies than white women regardless of the mother's history of substance use. These researchers looked at about 40,000 patient records before they could make this conclusion. And these findings were published in the Journal of American Medical Association Health Forum. Another top news is the fact that children with mothers who received HIV medication during pregnancy may have a higher risk of developmental delays. So this was reported by Murrays in Health Day in April of 2023, in which children whose mothers took Anti-retroviral medication for HIV while pregnant may have higher risks for developmental delays at age five. Nevertheless, the researchers said it's important for women with HIV to take their anti-HIV medications during pregnancy to prevent HIV transmission to their babies. Another topic of headline news is that a lot of people are not aware of the fact that HPV, human papillomavirus, is linked not just to cervical cancer, but also to throat and anal cancer. This was a report that was found in a national study in April of 2020. Twenty-three, and another top news stories in April of 2023 um, was that the Supreme Court reported that the abortion medication Mifepristone would remain widely available for now, delaying the potential for an abrupt end to a drug that is used in more than half of the abortions in the United States. So going back to our main top news for maternity shortage, experts sound alarm on the dangers of United States maternity care shortage. So in a report by Faith Abube, Patty C., Victoria Moore Ramirez, and Ali Weintraub that was reported in April of 2023 one-third of United States counties are maternity care deserts. So they interviewed a few women. One of them was Tori Wapshele. Early on in her pregnancy, Tori made plans to deliver her second child in the same hospital where her first was born, and that is the Astra Toppenish Hospital, on the Yakama Indian Reservation in Washington State. But with just three months left in her pregnancy, the hospital suddenly shut down its family maternity center, leaving Wapsheli and others in the community scrambling. In a news release, people wanted to know why the hospital closed, and the hospital cited higher costs reduced Medicaid payment, inability to recruit enough staff, and a 50% decrease in the number of babies born as the reason for their closure. So this reporters has also interviewed Sierra Wheeler, who was more than seven and a half months pregnant when the hospital closed. And Sierra said, just being so far out there, Toppenish would have been a place that would have worked easier for her to have her baby. So patients in active labor who come to Astra Toppenish when there's no time to stabilize and transfer them before delivery will now have to have their babies delivered in the emergency room and then after being stabilized transferred by ambulance to another hospital for sierra wheeler the closest hospital with a maternity ward was now 45 minutes away so Toppenish is a city in yakima county washington and as of the 2020 census the city's population was about 8,800. It is located within the Yakama Indian Reservation that was established in 1855. And then what is Topenish known for? Topenish calls itself the City of Murals as it has more than 75 murals adorning its building. The first quote-unquote Clearing the land mural was painted in 1989, and the city hosts horse drawn tours and annual art events. So, the Yakima Indian Reservation is a Native American reservation in Washington state of the federally recognized tribe known as the Confederated Tribes and Bands of the Yakama Nation. The tribe is made of many peoples, including the Walla Walla people, the Wanapan people, and Yakama peoples. So according to the United States Census Bureau, the reservation covers over 2,000 square miles, and the largest city on the reservation is Topenish. So about 80% of the reservation's land is held in trust by the federal government for the benefit of the tribe and tribal members, and the remaining 20% of the reservation's land is privately owned. So looking at the economic structure of the Yakama Nation, there's a high incidence of poverty and unemployment. At one time, there was a wait list of 1,800 families for tribal housing and there were high rates of homelessness. Members of the tribe responded by building tiny houses, but the structures do not have plumbing and are not viewed as permanent solutions to the problem. The tribe undertakes forest management activities, including a lumber mill that supports several hundreds of jobs in the region, and the tribe owns one of the largest commercial forests in the country, which makes up a sizable percentage of the tribe's income. The tribe also operates a casino one of the few Native American casinos in the United States that are dry, quote-unquote, that is alcohol-free. You know, the reservation has struggled with substance abuse over a series of decades, and although the recreational use of marijuana is generally legal in Washington State, under Initiative 502, the Yakama have sought to block the issuance of licenses for legal marijuana cultivation and sales on their lands. And I'm just talking about Topenish a little bit more. Some notable people from Topenish include Vicky Adams, the trick rider, Fred Anderson, former NFL player, Leslie E. Brown, United States Marine Corps aviator, Wesley Alan Dodd, a serial killer, and Bunky Echo Hawk, the Native American artist and poet. So going back to our headline news, options for maternity care on the reservation, which spans more than a million acres, have gone from bad to worse. Pregnant women looking for care are often forced to travel roads that have become dangerous in poor weather, according to the women the ABC News people spoke to on the reservation. They said that the area is very rural and it is isolated. So the traveling distance plus the resources that are needed to get quality maternity care are not there said Jessica Whitehawk, who founded the TWAS Birth Justice Center with the help of fellow advocates Leslie Swan and Simone Detelholler. The Yakama Indian Reservation is just one of the many United States communities dealing with a shortage of obstetric care, as we fully understand, being in Forsyth, Georgia. Over a third of all United States counties are known as what is called maternity care deserts, which translates to more than 2.2 million women of childbearing age and 146,000 babies born in areas without obstetric providers, hospitals, or birthing centers offering obstetric care, according to a recent March of Dimes report. It is an issue that contributes to the high United States maternal death rate, said March of Dimes Chief Medical Director, Dr. Elizabeth Sherrod. In 2021, there was a 40% increase in the death rate from maternal causes compared to the year before, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So after a spike during the pandemic, preliminary data suggests the number of maternal deaths began dropping in 2022, but numbers are still higher than experts would advise. One of the states with the highest number of maternal deaths, according to the CDC, is Mississippi, where Byron Stribling lost his pregnant wife, Harmony, and their unborn child while on the way to the hospital in July of 2021. Stribling said, we don't have a hospital. We don't have an emergency room. The nearest hospital was about 20 miles away, give or take, Stribling told ABC News. Harmony was five days away from delivering her baby when she developed complications from preeclampsia. On the way to the hospital, Stribling pulled over to perform CPR as directed by a 911 dispatcher. By the time the first responders arrived, about 50 minutes later, Harmony and their unborn child were dead. They were about three minutes from the hospital, according to Stribling. Stribling believes that if there had been an emergency room or hospital in closer proximity to their home, his wife or child might have been saved. There are no obstetric providers in more than 50 counties in Mississippi, according to Rachel Morris, a maternal fetal medicine specialist at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. She and her team have been trying to fill the gap by training hundreds of first responders in parts of the states that lack maternal care on what to do if there's an emergency. She said, we teach them how to intubate a baby. That is how to put a breathing tube in the windpipe of a baby. We teach them how to deliver a baby, Maurice said. And she also said that almost 90% of all the women that died around pregnancy that they've had over a two-year period were preventable. It is frightening, Maurice said, and something's got to change. So according to the CDC, the maternal mortality rate for black women is three times higher than non-Hispanic white women, although all ethnicities saw an increase in 2021. Now get this, for women over the age of 40, the mortality rate is seven times higher than for women under the age of 25. So, another woman, Dominic Amor, was interviewed. At 38 years old, Dominic Amor is considered to be of advanced maternal age. At the time of the interview, she was eight months pregnant with her 10th child, putting her in a high risk category. She told the ABC News reporters that this will be her fourth time driving across state lines from Arkansas to Mississippi to give birth because of limited options. She said her last baby she almost had on the side of the road. So for black women, most pregnancy-related deaths happen weeks or months after childbirth. The only hospital in Amos County hasn't had a delivering physician in more than five years, according to Dominic Armour. Access to prenatal care is also limited, she said. And the last time she was able to see a doctor was months ago in her pregnancy. Dominic Amor said it was hard. I had to go by myself, and she didn't want to talk about it. She was in tears. So Alice Rogers Johnson of the Arkansas Birthing Project says she's exploring options like the March of Dimes mobile clinic to get women in the area access to more care. A lot of women do miss appointments because they don't have transportation. So back at the Tatwak's Birth Justice Center, the founders are working to expand their services, hoping that one day they will build a new birthing facility on the Yakama Nation grounds. And they said, we're trying to rebuild our kinship, a nationhood, our family strength, providing a safe place for our families and women and children to come and have more options to be cared for and to heal. This is what White Hawk said. So here at the Birth Center for Natural Deliveries, as a first physician-led freestanding birthing center in the state of Georgia, state licensed, nationally accredited, we continue to be a resource for all people and organizations looking to address the maternity care crisis in all populations and especially in minority populations. Thank you for listening to this episode of Coco Pods please visit our website at birthcenterfoundation.com and you can post your questions or your comments on our website. Thank you.